Alrighty, everybody. Welcome back to Q&A with ENA. As always, I'm Alicia Fireherm. And I'm Emma Plank. And we are back together again. It has been a couple weeks since we've both been here, but... Life is crazy. We are back and better than ever, maybe. <laughs> I just to be got determined. <laughs> to be determined. So, just starting off, how have you been, Emma? What's been up? In, ter- <laughs> in terms of things you can share on the air. Oh... Well, let's see. Within, I, mm, yeah, because my ex and I had broken up during the school year. And then, so I guess just the summer. So I didn't get into my program again. My dog died. My great-grandma died. And my dad should have died. My dad is diabetic. And when you go get your blood sugar taken, it goes up to 600 and then it turns off. And 600 is like, you should not ever be at 600 over 200 is when they're like oh yeah you're diabetic the highest mine's ever gotten was like 130 and that's because it was a stress response like mine normally sits around like 90 to 100 my dad went and got his blood sugar taken machine turned off like he should have been in a coma wow and so they had to give him four injections of insulin before they let him leave and that only got it down to 350 and then the next morning before he ate anything it was 280 that is so scary. <laughs> and he was like, I don't want you to get all sappy or whatever, but I was like, I should probably tell you that this happened. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, bruh. What? You're telling me that you literally could have and should have died. But like, for me not to get all sappy. I know, I'm like, summer's supposed to be my fun time. And like, literally, it has not been a fun time. <laughs> I know, I, I hung out the other day. I went to the pool with one of my friends that I haven't seen in a couple of months. And then I hung out with another friend that night that I hadn't seen in a little bit. And both of them asked the question, like, how have you been? How are you doing? How's life? And, like, that's the answer they get. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, I sound like I need therapy. (laughs) But it's good to be honest and transparent because, you know, just being like, I'm fine all the time. You know, that's not really conducive to a good conversation. But also that when I say that, my friends know that I'm completely BSing it. And they're like, Emma, come on. Like, (laughs) <laughs> how are you really I'd doing like, do i really need to go get a bottle of alcohol to get you to talk <laughs> and i'm like no but like i'll take it fair enough see i like i haven't had anything like that happen my summer's been pretty chill but last week was That's very nice. <laughs> it was very <laughs> different than what i had planned because i was just like okay i've worked this week and my sophomore year of high school i went to this leadership camp it's called hobie it's hugh o'brien youth leadership and i'd volunteered there before um and they have a camp every year and i was at work and i get a call from somebody who i volunteered with with hobie and i was like why are they calling me at 8 30 on a wednesday morning and i thought that was just a wrong number so i ignored it and they called back and they were like we just had somebody drop and so we have like a group of kids that's going to need a leader could you come to manhattan and i was like um i need to check with my boss but i asked him and he's like yeah you can go so i got off work packed drove to manhattan and just like jumped into being a camp counselor for four days and it was very intense because being on like J staff, you you have meetings to like eleven thirty midnight. You have to be up for wake up calls before seven, and it was exhausting. It was a really good experience, but it was just completely out of left field. And I was just well, yeah, I, you didn't have any time to prep. For it. <laughs> no, I woke up Wednesday being like, ah, it's a typical Wednesday, and Talk I about like throwing somebody <laughs> the deep end le- left, and I ended up in Manhattan. But that's life. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, I got to go home. Actually, so yeah, I went home this weekend for the first time in like pretty much almost three months, I think. And it was weird because like, yeah, my dog dying is really depressing, obviously. My mom had called me at two in the morning when it happened because she passed at home. We didn't get to put her down. And she called me at like two in the morning and I still had to go to work the next morning. I was up until six in the morning crying. I had to be at work at 11. I was 15 minutes late. I got there. It was Mother's Day. I showed up and my manager was like, what's going on? And I was like, my dog died last night. And they were like, are you okay? And I was like, no. And they were like, well, thanks for coming in. And I'm like, I literally wouldn't have if it had been any other day besides Mother's Day. <laughs> it could have been Christmas Eve. And I would have been like, yeah, no, sorry. Can't. Who goes to old Chicago on Christmas Eve? A lot of people. <laughs> I don't know why I find that funny. I A mean, lot of people. Let me... Actually, no, I didn't work this year on Christmas Eve. Because, like, how it works is with those holidays, you either get, like, the three days before or the three days after off. Interesting. Which is actually a kind yeah. of nice way to do it. Because then you get time around every holiday off. Well, I don't know if it's like that with every, but like Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's like that. Because mm-hmm. those are the only two days of the year that we're actually closed. Or Christmas and Thanksgiving Day. Wow. Not even New Year's Eve, not New Year's Day, not Easter. Yeah. Because when I, cause yeah, when I worked they in the... They hate n- us. <laughs> they hate us. See, Papa Murphy's was closed Christmas Day easter thanksgiving but All then like the nationally recognized yeah but then at via christy we obviously can't like shut down and be like you just don't get food today <laughs> sorry it's it's christmas we're not gonna feed the residents or take care of you and so for us it was like a every other holiday you got off so like yeah um but that's you how it is with most like hospitals yeah but you didn't get like the three days before three days after so there were some holidays it was like i remember easter it was like easter of 2021 and like i really like easter but 2020 it was all virtual we were like watching easter service in my living room and then 2021 i was watching the sunrise and i was like i'm not gonna be in like church or spending time with my family i'm here flipping pancakes for the elderly which is like <laughs> cool but <laughs> i do i did really miss easter that year but this year it was normal so that was nice and i no longer work at a place where i have to work holidays so that's wonderful I really should find a job like that. Oh, it is so nice. But I like bartending. Yeah, I'm bartending now. Ooh. I think, how how have you enjoyed that? I love it. So I've only had three shifts because I think the last time I was actually here, I was like about to be trained or I'd barely started mm-hmm. my training. So I've had three shifts behind bar. I picked up a bar shift tomorrow morning. I've only done mornings, which is fine by me because opening it is so much easier. Fun fact, nobody's listening to this that can see it, but you can. I did that to my thumb, bartending. Oh, it's like a cut. Um, I sliced my thumb open with a knife, cutting limes, because every morning we cut the limes, lemons, and oranges fresh for the garnishes on the drinks, and then we literally throw them away that night if we don't use it, Mm -hmm. but then we'll keep them in containers and then like use them but like whatever's opened that day and actually set out we gets thrown away but i had to cut like a crap ton of oranges and limes we have enough lemons i didn't have to cut like too many but some of the limes are very very small and this knife that we have is very very dull (sighs) tiny lime thumb dull knife ow Ooh. And I just remember, like, it's all before open. Nobody's in the store besides, like, us, who, like, whoever's working. And, like, I had my AirPods in. My two managers were across the store in the corner. One of them was rolling silverware from the night before because the dishwashers left early and didn't do their jobs. 
not unusual but not the point so i just kind of like i'm like i kind of like yeeted my thumb over to the sink right next to it mm-hmm. i slowly took in my air pods and set them on the bar and i just kind of like yelled lexi <laughs> i need band-aids <laughs> and she like just slowly just meandering her way to the back to go find a box of band-aids comes over and she's like what'd you do and i held up my thumb and she was like oh shit. <laughs> she was like what did you do i was like dull knife tiny lime oh man see i think bartending would be a fun job it's honestly you get some really funny people in there in the mornings it's not like ridiculously busy (laughs) yeah okay we were open on memorial day and i was the morning bartender and i was like okay either it's gonna be really slow or it's gonna be stupid busy and i was like if it gets stupid busy yeah let's put the girl with two bar shifts behind like who came up with that who thought that that was a good idea i was terrified that we were just gonna have a swarm of like 30 people walk in and want to come sit at the bar and i was like i can't do this today i can't do it we didn't we got we were like a steady and it was nice it was a little busier and i had to take tables because on weekday mornings the bar takes tables as well versus like nights and on weekends they don't have a section for tables at all because it's way busier yeah I can't imagine having to do both of that. That'd be awful. Honestly, like, I got sat with a lot of tables, though, because I think we had one or two servers call in that day, and so, like, I was getting sat more than I would have normally been, and so my manager is actually one of them. He's leaving. Actually, I think yesterday was his last day, but he left because they wouldn't let him step down just to be a server, so he's leaving to have surgery, but then he's leaving to go to another restaurant to serve because they make more money ultimately. Yeah. Because they work on salary. It doesn't matter how many hours you work, you make the same amount of money. And so he wanted to like help me behind the bar, help me with some of my tables so he could kind of get back into the groove of serving. So having that was super nice because I was like, I would have been drowning, I think. That is such a weird move on old Chicago's part to be like you're either managing or you're gone oh well and here's uh actually I don't think I can say that but well one of our other managers is leaving and I was under the assumption that one of them was going to be fired which so how many does that leave none (laughs) (laughs) see it leaves us with supervisors but i don't think that one manager is getting fired i think that it's kind of like a last strike type deal Mm -hmm. because everyone who's left has left because of her yeah like i used to definitely like i loved her when she started but then it's like once they're done training they go into a little bit of a power trip i always disliked those people who it's like they get a superiority complex just because they're like in a management role I'm like bro you're managing college students don't under like don't underestimate us we will walk out of this building and not come back exactly we I- had somebody do that he came in so okay ready <laughs> yeah this is funny because i was there i didn't see it but like so we had this guy who shall not be named but he was there when i started he was fired shortly after I started because he you no know, call no show. That's the rule. If you no know, call no show, you get fired. Fair, fair yeah. rule. Hired back. A few months later, gets fired again for no call no showing. Gets hired back a third time. So like the third time it happened, I was like, oh, does that mean I can no call no show and I'll be fine? <laughs> exactly. But he ultimately got fired again. <laughs> um. So basically, this last time he was there, I ugh, I hated working with him because he was just like, he wouldn't do his stuff. He wouldn't, like, 
like he was a funny person and i'd probably really like to hang out with him but like mm-hmm. working with him yeah no because half the time he called in so it was just kind of like <laughs> he never really worked with him anyways yeah so uh what was happening i don't know if i was bar training or if i was just like waiting for a drink and talking to the bartender i think i was just talking yeah i was just talking to her and then our other friend comes up and she like he had no call no showed and then had come in and was pulled into the office and none of us really knew what was happening we're like oh he's probably being warned like hey show up up on time you know because he showed Mm -hmm. up late he showed up late more often than he didn't show up at all or that he would call in Mm -hmm. like he showed up late i think to every single one of his shifts like more than 15 minutes late you know and like it's it like sucks for everybody else it's like well you're just like it sucks for us but he ultimately i guess he cussed out our manager and then walked out of the building and was flipping the building off as he drove away yeah and see when i worked at papa murphy's i for a while i was like kind of like an unofficial manager like i didn't have the title of the pay because i the people didn't like to get paid there um but anyways we had this other girl who was sort of the same thing she would leave she'd come back she'd leave she'd come back and it's like first of all why do you keep hiring people back after they've been issues in the past because that happened multiple times but then also she was one of those people that really got an ego about her with her position and i remember once she like took somebody into the walk-in cooler and screamed at them about spinach and i told her i was like bro they make 725 an hour do you think anybody's gonna put up with that treatment for 725 like they could get that literally anywhere else that is the minimum wage we make less than that (laughs) (laughs) servers make 213 (laughs) like if a customer yells at me you think i really won't yell back (laughs) i don't get paid enough for this and then as a bartender i make more but like still it's still not minimum wage i still don't make minimum wage yeah they pay us minimum wage if we don't make it with tips but like again not the point yeah to be there for two dollars an hour or ooh, 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 here's one one <laughs> night i'd worked a double that day i had been there for at least 10 or 11 hours at this point and we so we have to roll silverware at the end of the night and it, the store was closed nobody was there we were all rolling silverware i had sorted every single thing of silverware because it has it gets dumped into one big tray and then it comes back to us we have to sort it out into like forks and knives and then we send it back through the dish a second time these trays are huge like they're probably you know oh yeah you that deep okay i'd sorted four of those throughout my shift mm-hmm. by the end of it there was probably maybe three or four buckets total of silverware to roll and there were four or five of us there so i roll my bucket everything was sorted up to this point and i got my signatures from the closer saying yeah you're good to go because we have a back of house closer which is in charge of your side work which includes silverware and then you have your front of house making sure your section is clean and like the the shakers are filled easy stuff it's not hard to do i rolled my bucket i got my signatures they're like yeah you're good to go i was doing my checkout getting my tips and one of the closers comes back hey, before you leave, can you go sort that tray of silverware back there? And I, I looked at him and I was like, no. There are four or five of you standing back there just standing in a circle and talking, first off. Second off, I rolled every piece, or I sorted every piece of silverware that had come back through tonight. I was like, no, I'm not going to go sort a single tray. 
Well, and so I I left. I was looking at my manager. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And he was like, bro, it's not that, not my, not my manager, but the yeah. other kid. He was like, it's not that deep. Just do it. I was like, then you do you it. You do it. <laughs> no, you don't want to do it? Well, guess what? Neither have I. And I've been here all day. And he's like 19 years old. I'm like, bro, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. Because I won't listen. I'll do the exact opposite. So I go sit in my car and I'm waiting for one of the other girls because she needed a ride home. I was in my car for like 15 minutes. She comes out and she's like, yeah, they're all talking SHIT on you. And I was like, how much was there left to roll? Because the other kid made it seem like there was a lot. She's like, two buckets or three buckets. Four of them worked on three buckets. So I rolled more than all of them. And she was like, yeah, there's just like, well, she's sitting in her car. Why can't she come in and help? And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here for 40 minutes while you guys want to mingle because then I'll end up rolling all of it while you guys just sit there and talk. And I'm not going to sit there and do that getting paid $2 an hour. I want to get my stuff done and get out because once we close, I'm not making money. <laughs> so from the moment we close, the fastest I can get out of there is my only concern. That's it plain and simple and make two dollars an hour you're not going to keep me here longer than i want to be here yeah see that was something that like when i closed up papa murphy's it's like you get all your closing stuff done so that as soon as the clock strikes eight you are out of there and that was very nice except you know we also had those customers that would come in at like 755 and it'd be like okay <laughs> i just want to count down my door okay, but here's papa murphy's it's take and bake yeah. Well, Chicago, we have people come in five minutes before close. When do you close? Five minutes. Oh, we made it just in time. Yeah, for us to hate you. Do you still serve people that... Mm-hmm. But, like, wow, that is wild to me. <laughs> I feel like there should be a cutoff. Like, a five minutes is a little too soon. Well, yeah, because what are they... You can't get your food in five minutes. Like, no. you're just keeping everybody there however long it takes you i can't imagine doing that to I wait had a table one time coming in 50 minutes before we closed and it was like six of them and they were like yeah we might be waiting on one more person and i was like oh, okay and person never showed up so i was like okay they all got their food we closed they sat there for another 30 minutes before i was finally going to be like okay i'm transferring this table to somebody else you can take the tips i don't care like i want it out I think it was another day where I'd been there all day and I was like, I want to go home. Like, here's this table. You finish them. And as soon, I literally was going to hit the transfer button on the screen and they were like, hey, we're ready for our check. Did they tip you well? No. <laughs> See, I'm also the type of person that no matter what kind of service I get, I always tip well because I feel bad not. Like, I, will always, I always tip like over 30% just because it's like, I don't have normally big bills because it's like I'm a single person eating like a single meal. But like when I went to that thing last weekend, we had like a staff appreciation thing and they were really busy and it was like an hour and 45 minutes and everybody else had gotten their food and I was waiting <laughs> and I was like, hey, and then they were like, oh, we kind of lost it. And then they like found it. And so I was eating as like everybody else was leaving, <laughs> but I still tipped them like $6 because I just felt bad. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I feel like they just should pay wait staff a decent wage 
because the whole like purpose of tipping is so that you're like rewarded based on your performance but it really doesn't work that way because i feel like people tip what people want to tip and that's that oh i get people like we'll get people on the regular that stiff us yeah and it's like it had nothing to do how i treated you yeah i can treat you badly if you want me to (laughs) yeah what are you gonna do not tip me more i'm not gonna get a tip tell me at the beginning so i can treat you like crap (laughs) so that you don't come back that sounds so bad and i hope my bosses don't hear me saying that (laughs) you're a wonderful employee who always serves every customer with the utmost respect but it's like that's how restaurants work so it's like if you don't want to tip then don't go to a restaurant but then people complain like well why is our food taking so long because we don't have enough employees because we don't get paid enough exactly that's what i always recognize when people complain why is my food taking so long and i'm like i have no idea i put the order in and i go grab it everything in between has nothing to do with me Mm -hmm. i don't make it i don't touch it yeah exactly that's why it's like it was kind of annoying waiting (laughs) so long for my food but it's like i understand fault exactly it's like i know that it's like not their fault they're busy as long as i get fed eventually it's all right because it's just you know in this work environment everybody's understaffed and everybody is just running like a chicken with their head cut off well especially in the summer when all of the college students leave yeah half of our employees are gone so like we're all granted the people who do still like stay here over the summer we're like yeah we want more hours so usually we're fine but like i think we've hired at least five new servers and five new hosts we don't need any more servers we don't need any more hosts actually we probably needed a couple but not and one of them oh (laughs) my god i don't even care if she hears this because she knows none of us like her (laughs) i'm not gonna say her name but like oh my i always forget that this is technically like a school podcast and that i probably shouldn't (laughs) be trash talking people that i work with but like it's not this job it's not this job fair enough so we have this girl as a server you go through four days of training first day you are shadowing you are simply observing your trainer you're just watching everything they do and you help carry things what they need and you basically just kind of like learn your way around things you're starting on the register you need to know table numbers stuff like that second day you take a table for every two tables your trainer takes third day you take two tables for every one table your trainer takes and then on the fourth day you are supposed to be completely by yourself with basically them shadowing you okay that's how it went for me and then before you're let on the floor you have to pass a table test you're supposed to know all the table numbers mm-hmm. it's kind of an important concept you know yeah because otherwise you're like i don't know what my section is i don't know where this food goes D- you yeah. have to know your tables mm-hmm. i was training this girl day four okay mm-hmm. she barely knew her way around the register she was mia half the time i was taking my own tables and then at one point i told somebody i was like i don't trust her to make me any money because they get paid minimum wage because they don't get any, any tips mm-hmm. so you're relying on her tips i'm relying on her customer service to my tables mm-hmm. and half the time i'd go look for her and she's in the back rolling freaking silverware and i'm like bro we are not busy right now if you are like we're kind of like if we're steady not the time for it if we're not out of silverware you don't need to be back here rolling it unless you are cut mm-hmm. you do not need to be helping other people clean their tables that is not your job and that pisses me off when people help other people clean if we're really busy i get it 
I help clean tables off. But not if I know you're a person that just leaves their tables there because you don't want to do it. Because there are a handful of people that I work with will just leave it there. And I'm like, bro, come on. Because then I get sat repeatedly because there are no clean tables. And I'm like, I'm not going to help you. (laughs) So, you know, I try to explain to her like, hey, that's kind of a as needed thing. If you have time, which at the moment we do not like your tables come first. That's it. Plain and simple. Your tables, your customers come first. Okay. It's an easy concept to understand if you're in the service industry. So at the end of the shift, and it was, this was supposed to be her last day training, and her next shift, she was supposed to be by herself. Okay? Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to my manager at the end of the night, and I was like, she is not ready. Like, do not put her on the floor. Don't do it. And supposedly, whoever trained her day three said the exact same thing. Because her first shift by herself, I didn't work with her, but I heard it did not go well. The second shift she worked by herself, I worked with her. First off, she showed up an hour late without calling the store. We just all assumed she wasn't going to show up at all. We were like, oh, did she quit? Did she get fired? Thank God. <laughs> nope. She's still there. Um, we were constantly telling her, hey, that's your table. You need to go greet them. Because she didn't know what her section was because she didn't know the table numbers. Didn't know where to bring food. Like, was asking everybody... I ask for help please if you need help ask but if you're cost where's this table where is this supposed to go well did they tell you the table yeah but i don't know where that table is well you're supposed to don't know what to tell you she's still there none of us like her because she has repeatedly showed up late to every single one of her shifts so far um and oh on her day that i trained her she was giving me attitude like the whole time one time there was one table They'd ordered two appetizers and, like, two pastas. Pastas come out before some of the appetizers. Some of the appetizers, like the pepperoni rolls, have to go through the oven. Takes 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. She goes back there, sees one of the appetizers, grabs it, and runs it. You're not supposed to do that. She marked it on the ticket, said, ran this one. Fine. Whatever. By the time the other one came up, the pastas were ready, too. And so she starts putting all three of those things on one tray. And I was like, no, 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 no. I would run the appetizer first and then ask them, hey, your pastas are ready. Do you want me to wait a few minutes to bring them out? Or do you want me to bring them out now? She's like, well, they're really nice. I don't think they're care- they'll care. And I was like, I would still ask because some people find it really rude. They just feel like you're trying to like get them out mm-hmm. as soon as possible. It's just like, just ask. It takes 10 seconds to walk down to that table and ask. And she's like, no, I think they'll be fine. I was like, babe, your training. Don't say crap like that to your trainer. Just don't do it. It's not a good idea. <laughs> she needs to be like retrained and she was just trained two weeks ago. This is like sort of off topic, but also sort of on topic. You talk about how you've hired like five new people. How does that work when the college students come back? Do they like still have a job? Mm-hmm. Well, if they're planning on coming back to the store. Okay, because I feel like if you hire all these new people, wouldn't you be, like, overstaffed by the time they come back? If no, you, like, because inevitably them? some of them will be fired, some of them will quit. That is very fair. See, I think it would be fun. And some people aren't, they're, like, staying till the end of the summer and then not doing oh, okay. it. Or that makes sense. they want less hours during the school year. Oh, that which, makes sense. So when they come back, we they have just, more like, people. They just, like, They just people are getting different amount of hours like right now i'm working 35 hours a week during the school year i want max 25 
Yeah, that makes sense because <laughs> it's it's during the school year. Because I think it would be fun to like own, maybe not like fast food, but like own a restaurant. But then like compensate people well enough that you can get just like the very best people like find good people pay them well keep them because that makes so much more sense than hiring new people every three weeks yeah a revolving door where you're having to find new people all the time just get those good people pay them well keep them there and then just develop like a really good staff i don't know why other people like don't think that through or, like, also, you know, I, I don't know why I thought about this. I don't really have, like, a dream of going in, back into food service. But, like, you could recruit people. Like, high schools always put, like, their honor roll. You know they're good students. Like, reach out to them and be like, hey, we think you'd be good. Here's an application. Here's how much we'll pay you. You're probably going to get a couple. And if they're, like, on top of their schoolwork, they'll probably be decent at work, too. You'll just probably have to work around their schedule because they'll be involved in stuff. But, like, you can do that not hard (laughs) i don't feel like it's a hard concept i really don't either but it's like i don't i don't know anyone that's like figured that out yet but i don't know maybe one day in my retirement i'll like start a little mom and pop cafe and (laughs) that's what i'll do i will spend all my money at it oh thank you it'll it'll be i'll be like older and you'll like come over and we'll like have coffee in the morning and just like sit there it'll be like have been never will be a morning person okay you will catch me working night shifts oh you're gonna work it i just thought you'd like come over and vibe and it'd be like this podcast except now we're all like retired and you're just like talking about your nursing home experience or something seriously somebody better put a bullet through my head before i end up in a nursing home i don't know if i'm allowed to say that in here but <laughs> sir i'm not kidding i don't want to end up in a, i will literally <laughs> i don't know if i could say that either you just don't want to end up in a nursing home and you no, want to do everything it i takes will not do to. everything that i can not to end up in one okay if my kids put me in one <laughs> defunded okay you get no money you are out of my will well, if you're going to a nursing home, you're not going to have any money to give them in the will because those places are so expensive. I won't be going to one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how people afford that. Like, like it's I- simple. It's like, I birth you, you can take care of me. Oh, so you just, like, expect your kids are going to just, like, No, because my mom, my mom and dad say that same thing to me, and I'm like, you're funny. <laughs> exactly i don't i feel like that's a unrealistic expectation to put upon your child to be like you will take care of me See, but at the same age. time it's like i didn't ask to be here you did this yourself exactly it's like i didn't ask for this and now i just have to like see okay this concept time. has me alone thinking like do i really want kids <laughs> your only reason you would have kids is so that maybe they'd take care of you in no. your old age no not at all but like i don't want to end up in a nursing home man <laughs> and you think my great kids- grandma was 100 years old and only was it within like the past decade did she end up in an assisted living facility i want to be like her i don't want to live that long but i want to be like her yeah i I don't want to have to do that and like my dad's the same way he always he always says it as if you ever think about putting me in a nursing home just take me on a camping trip and and just don't leave me there and I'm like I would never do that and I think that's going to be something difficult when we get older because I feel like 
I, I guess I just, I don't know where I'll be in my life. Like, I definitely want to take care of my parents, but it also comes down to, like, I have no idea what where my life is going to be you know by the I time they need do? care. I could do, like, have you seen those? Because I want, like, a little bit of land wherever I end up. I could build, like, a little tiny apartment, condo, whatever type thing next to it. And let my, my mom live there. Oh, at first I thought you were talking about, like, for yourself, and I was like, building yourself an apartment, I was like, there's still not going to be anybody near you, you're just, no, but like, yeah, if you, yeah, I mean, that's like, that's not a bad idea, actually, my, yeah, my grandparents, they were thinking about moving here for a little bit there, and they were looking, because the house right next door to us went up for sale, and they, they aren't really at the point that they need, like, a lot of care but they were like well if we're going to move to Hayes at some point that might be like a good opportunity Mm -hmm. and they decided against it because they really like where they are in Olathe but like yeah having them close by so you don't have to like drive across town or do anything because it's like if I'm married with kids I don't know if I'll still be in Hayes and then it's like do I uproot my entire family to go take care of my aging parents and then like yeah there's just so many things that I think like and also just like what your parents want and i think a lot of those conversations are difficult to have because sort of like what you were talking about with your dad we don't really want to like talk about that or like think about death or like your parents passing away but it's such a real thing my mom has lately started telling me like if she's going on a trip she's like i have these checking accounts with this bank and i have this account with this bank and here's where every important document and i'm like carla stop (laughs) yeah exactly like you're not gonna die (laughs) yeah but it's good to have those conversations because it's like i don't see but my sister doesn't get those conversations (laughs) i do because i'm the oldest and i'm like carla i'm 21 years old i take better care of my cat than i do myself (laughs) (laughs) yeah unless she's like well in the dog you got to take care of the dog i'm like oh the dog's coming with me okay non-negotiable i'll take care of the dog everything else mm, funeral arrangements don't lay those on me for another 25 years yeah exactly and like settling estates and stuff like there's so much work that goes into that and like also like my parents talk about like you know like do not resuscitate like whether you want to be resuscitated or not yeah exactly like some people have different views on that and knowing where your parents lie so you can like put that in line with whatever medical if i'm already on a vent and i code don't no yeah that's how I am, because it's, like, just your quality of life. I mean, no hate to anybody who chooses differently, but it's, like, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Listen, go. I've been there, okay? I've been on a ventilator. Surgery, okay? Yeah. We're not going, like, <laughs> deep in this. It's just oblivion. Like, it's literally, like, you just fall asleep. And I'm, like, is that what death is? Because that terrifies me. But at the same time, would you know any different? Yeah. Like, I know we're, like... I know I say I'm Christian and I believe in God, but it's like, there's always that thought in your head is like, what if? And it's also goes back to like how you perceive heaven because people have like different views of that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's like the golden road with the, <laughs> yeah, but also it's like, is it a physical, like, is it mental? Is it all like how, how any of that works? You just really don't know. And it's not like we can or ask it anybody. Just a figment of our imagination or it's like, do you believe in souls? What do you mean by that? Like a soul. Not necessarily like a physical thing, but just like... Kind of, I guess. Because like the idea is like when a person dies, their body dies, but their soul continues mm-hmm. to live. I totally believe that. Yeah. But it's like... I don't I don't know how to describe being on a ventilator. It's more like... The easiest way to describe it is like you're taking a nap. Mm-hmm. 
Like, that's truly what it feels like. You're going to sleep and then you just wake up. But, like, when we die, is it just, like, we just go to sleep? But, like, is there any kind of conscious awareness? Is there when, just simply existence? When you were on a ventilator, how would you compare that to, like, anesthesia? Like, being under? Well, I mean, like, not, like, medically, but, like, in terms of, like, how you felt. Well, no, you are on, like, a ventilator when you go under. Oh, so, like, it, you're, like, on anesthesia. So, like, being on a ventilator is, like, constantly being on anesthesia? Yeah. Because when you go under anesthesia, anesthesia is just the drug. But they have to intubate you. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you're put on a ventilator to help you breathe. Yeah. But, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, because you were saying it's, like, a nap. And so, like, when I got my wisdom teeth out, I was put under. So, is that sort of, like, when you're on a ventilator... You, like, because I always have ventilators before, like, to help you breathe, but, like, it wasn't, you're, are you, like, under, like, you would be with anesthesia just constantly? You're just kind of, like, in that sort of, like, coma? Yeah. You're put in a coma when you're on a ventilator. Well, okay, some of them. Oh, okay. Because if, like, you're in a coma, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to be intubated, but if you're medically induced, they'll put you on a ventilator. Yeah. Because for me going under was different than like a nap because i didn't really feel the passing of time which was weird mm-hmm. because when i nap it's like i sort of have an awareness i don't know how to explain it no, but when yeah. i went under for my wisdom teeth it was like i remember the like doctors talking to each other i don't remember anything else i just was gone and then the next thing i remember is them waking me up and being like oh you're done and i'm like it it was so just weird to me because i'd never been on it really is and i can't imagine doing that like for long periods of time like being on a ventilator for weeks or something and just like you're out you wake up and there's actually there's a movie on netflix i can't remember what it's called but i watched it with somebody it was super weird like it's not that great but it's basically this girl who was in high school and she was in an accident um if i stay nope Okay. Not a car accident. She was like a cheerleader and they dropped her on her head and she was like in a coma until she was 30 years old. But when she woke up, her brain was still 17 years old. And she didn't think that any time had passed. Wow. Like she still thought she was 17 years old. And nobody explained that to her. Well, they did, but it was like in her head, She when she woke up, she was just like, oh, where's this person? Like what happened? Yeah. And, like, when her dad went to get her and her friend, she was like, why do you guys look so different? And they had to tell her, like, it's been 13 years, you know. I can't even begin to comprehend how expensive that must be unless you're in a place with better health care than the U.S. Like, what that medical bill would be like, how she didn't bankrupt her parents single-handedly. Because 13 years in a hospital, that cannot be inexpensive. Yeah. I saw this TikTok, actually, it was this mom who'd had twins, they were die-die, I think, or maybe, or was this one mono-mono? So there's, like, when you have twins, there's three types. There's mono-mono, which is mono-amniotic, mono-chorionic, so it's one placenta, one amniotic sac, but two babies. Mm-hmm. So the most dangerous kind. And then there's mono-amniotic, dichorionic, or, yeah, monoamniotic dichorionic so modi um two placentas one sac 
That's like I think the most common. And then there's dye dye, so dye chorionic, dye amniotic, two placentas and two sacs. But I think she'd had mono mono twins, so one sac, one placenta, mm-hmm. and those babies were preemies. Because the problem is with one sac, once they get bigger, bigger. they can. Sh- kind of pull on each other's cords and they can just like they strangle each other and there's basically no room for them and so usually they will get um, a scheduled c-section around 32 to 42 or 34 weeks because it's like after that point it's like they won't survive like it'll happen like they'll pull on cords and like it just won't be good and it's like um i think it was like three weeks in the nicu for these babies $750,000 $750,000 pre-insurance. Just having children. Just the act of giving ready, birth. This woman has the best health insurance on the planet. Because guess what she had to pay after? What? $600. <laughs> $750,000 to $600. And see, I feel like we also need to reevaluate just like health insurance in general because i like i feel like hospitals can just kind of gouge prices because they know insurance is going to pay for it so it's like we can charge seven hundred fifty thousand dollars because we know they're not going to actually have to pay that and we can just charge that to the insurance companies but it's like is that really necessary why are insurance companies in charge of deciding who gets what treatment and when yeah they didn't go to medical school it's just such a messed up system. I hate it here. Yeah. My sister's moving to Prague in the fall. I would not be surprised if she does not come back. No, at that leadership camp that I was a facilitator at, one of the girls was like, yeah, I both of my older sisters studied abroad in like Scotland, and then both of them ended up getting married and staying there. I was like, Ooh. And my, my older sister, she um, studied abroad in Germany, and now she lives there. But... Yeah, I I don't know. It is. But see, on the other hand, I would never be one of those moms who did like a home birth. Those terrify me. So many things go wrong. Exactly. They're like, oh, like we have like this little like I don't know why I've like seen pictures of it, but they have like the little kiddie pools and stuff. And I'm like, just they're like, oh, it's natural. And it's like your baby doesn't need to think. (laughs) Actually, home births typically have less injuries because the woman is in an environment that she's comfortable she's familiar with it and then usually a pool or a bathtub is filled up with warm water because it helps your pelvis relax it helps all your muscles relax it just helps you relax and so like people have said they're not nearly in as much pain when they give birth at home unmedicated versus when they're in a hospital still unmedicated See, I just want to be medicated. <laughs> See, that's my thing. That's why I need to be in a hospital. Is I'm going to walk in there and be like, epidural, now. <laughs> I don't... And see, I just... I... That... No. Like, more power to the moms who can do it unmedicated, but your girl over here is not going to be one of them. Yeah, and especially, like, doing it at home. Like, I... All the cleanup... Like, I know it's expensive, but it's like, I'm going to shell out the extra cash to be in an environment where it's like, it's their job to do this instead of in like a bathtub full of warm water in my house. Ready for this? What? My sister-in-law had my niece in the car. Oh, no. Oh, no. I had... I don't... (laughs) How did they... Did they have to like go and get that like professionally cleaned and stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. 
And then after that, do you still, like, go to the hospital, or do you, are you just, like... Well, they were on their way to the hospital. They did not make it. Well, yeah, I know, but, like, after you give birth, like, are you... Yes. Birth certificate. Oh, that is high Wait. Make sure they're healthy. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. I was like, just... yeah, they came out breathing, but are they okay? <laughs> they, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was, like, I was hoping that they didn't just be like, well, <laughs> that's done. But I was almost born... <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, well, look, looks good to me. Um, wait, that also just, like, for some reason, thought about, like, if you do a home birth and you don't take them and you don't get their birth certificate, like, you could really just, like... Pretend you don't have a kid. <laughs> like, there's no record that this kid exists. Like, how trippy would that be? It's sort of like with the, like, China's, like, when they had, like, their child policy and there were people who would be born and, like, there's no record of that. Because there's, like, yeah, you can't, th- wow. I, I never really thought about that till now. But also, yeah, I was almost born in the parking lot because, like, I'm the third kid. Yeah, and so my parents, like, they had my older sister, they had my older brother, so they're like, yeah, we're, like, pros at this, and it was, like, a Saturday, they had, like, four people lined up to potentially babysit my, like, brother and sister, but for some reason, everybody kept canceling, and so they finally found somebody, and so then they were, like, making the guest bed, and, like, making sure the babysitter knew everything, and the babysitter was like, maybe you should go to the hospital, and they're like, ah, fine, like, my contractions are, like, this far apart, we're all good, and they got to the hospital, and I was born within, like, five, ten minutes. Like, they got there, and I was, like, out of it. And, like, like what's up, guys? <laughs> exactly. Like, they did not have to wait at all. Like, if they would have been just a hair later, I could have been born in the parking lot. I was out of there. But. See, my mom was in labor with me for 24 hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, it's experiences like that that I think lead to more people being only children, because I know one of my older sister's friends, I think part of the reason she is an only child is because she was in, la- like, her mom was in labor forever, and then there was, like, a power outage at the hospital, and just, like, the amount that she went through giving birth to her, I think she was like, that's it. That's traumatic. We're, exactly. She's like, we're done. We're done. We'll call it, we'll have one and call it good. Oh. And see, I just can't imagine doing that, like, so many times. Like, my mom has given birth five times. And, like, how much that changes your body? Because I always see things about how, like, your body literally is never the same after you give birth. (laughs) Oh, man. I know. That's, like, why everybody's like, don't get baby fever. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to have kids, but I'm not doing it right now. No, thank you. No, thank you. Oh, yeah, I am in no rush whatsoever. I mean, there's so many things that have to fall into place before I'd even consider it. Um, so I don't really have to get a husband first, but I gotta get a boyfriend before. Exactly. I need to, like, start dating someone, date them for a while, get married. Graduate college. Graduate college. Get a job. Get a house. Yeah, get a house. Make sure we're financially stable and ready for this. Yeah. And see, I also want to do, like, a lot of research, like, on, like, child psychology and really, like, steady up on being a parent. Because, like, I was thinking, I had this conversation with my newspaper teacher once about how much training teachers go through so they can be around kids. Whereas, there's no, like, certification to be a parent. They're just, like, we hope you can raise them. And it's, like, I really want to, like, learn more and, like, learn about different parenting styles and learn about child psychology because I don't want to, like, traumatize my child. I mean, I wouldn't do that intentionally. I wouldn't do anything. But, like, there's so much about, like, child psychology psychology and like how you're raised that really influences the rest of your life you would be such a good mom thank you i hope so one day i can be a good mom i swear to god alicia if i'm not the first person you call (laughs) 
when you find out your be like hey emma remember that podcast that we did about we were talking about like when we have kids like when we're adult like adult adults <laughs> yeah i'm like an adult but i'm not an adult adult yeah like you're not like out in the, out in the real world i mean kind I of i don't know i had to pay a bill deposit today and that felt pretty real to me i know every time because i still like until the end of july i still have like my apartment in lawrence so every time i play like my electric bill i'm like i feel so adult i'm out here oh and i got a credit card so i can start building credit i don't have a card i don't want a credit card i don't want a credit card see the thing is i don't trust myself with a credit card so i just won't get one fair enough see i know myself well enough like it stresses me out because i'd rather it just get directly taken out of my bank account because it's like i don't want to have to then like have this other middleman where i have to go pay the credit card company but it's like it'll be good for my credit and it's like a fun little color so it's like i i'm pretty much like mentally treating it as a debit card like every time i make a purchase i like also go in and make a deposit like make a payment because it stresses me out but it's like i don't ever plan on paying anything other than the bill in full because it's like <laughs> no 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 that's stressing me out yeah i think the only thing i'd ever use it for is like gas and groceries yeah that's pretty much what i've been using it for because also i get like two percent cash back on gas which is like nothing but also it's more it's more than i get with my debit card so it's like it's a little Fair bit of incentive enough. so yeah I'll be, i'm a valued credit card holder now which is wild to think about but yeah there's so many just like life things and for a while there actually last week my boss talked to me and he asked me when i was graduating and for some reason i thought that he was like implying that he wanted me to graduate sooner and so then i was looking at my credits and like i technically graduate in three years but then it like stressed me out and i talked to him and he's like oh no you don't have to graduate early i was just kind of like curious what your degree progress was because it like kind of hit me for some reason like just how much of a difference a year makes because i was like i feel like graduating in three like that like, that seems, like, normal, but then thinking, like, I could be going in my junior year of college, potentially, I was like, no, 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 we are taking our sweet time here, there's no need to rush that. And then there's me. <laughs> Been here three years, still don't have a degree, still have at least three more to go. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we could graduate at the same time. Uh. <laughs> Emma's so happy about that, you can't see her face, but she's absolutely delighted that we could be graduating at the same time time that's just wrong so i was estimated to graduate next year bro so i don't want this to be like insensitive but like if you don't get into your degree program how does that work with like your total degree progress like how how does your like classes work i have nothing else to take so i'm switching my major oh because well, I'm going to reapply next year, but I am I have to take something in the meantime. So I'm going for my Bachelor of General Studies with a concentration in Psychological Sciences. So if you're doing those classes, will that speed up your, like, graduation? No. So you, you're just taking classes that you really... Oh, I would hate that so much. I'll, I'll graduate in May next year with a bachelor degree, just not in ultrasound. Oh, okay, so you still, like, get, like, something out of it, even if it's not necessarily, you still, like, have a degree. <laughs> it's just it's not. It's a degree that I'm never going to use, but sure. Yeah, yeah at least you, you have that, because at first I was, like, if you're just, like, taking these as fillers, and I was, like, you don't even get a degree That's afterwards. what I did this entire past year, is I took filler classes. Oh, no. See, I... I want to punch a wall. <laughs> See, I, I guess, like, this comes from someone who, like, is not anywhere near the medical field, and I guess, but it's, like, I don't understand how they can do that to people, because it's, like, I understand that these programs are competitive, but it's, like, 
how what do you being in a situation like that where you don't get into your program you just really put students in these really bad positions because like everything's building to that and then it's like where do you go from there like how is that like as a school i feel like that's just not a great move i mean as long as you're not like awful awful i feel like the program itself should weed you out like they shouldn't be like but i don't know like i said i have no medical training i technically only need three more classes to get my degree in the bachelor of general science Mm -hmm. thing but apparently you need 12 hours in each section of the humanities courses not nine so i still need to take three more gen eds and then my three more psychology courses well if it's 12 if it's 12 out it's 12 hours instead of what or 15 instead of 12 12 instead of nine 12 instead of nine isn't that just another class because like classes are three credit hours yeah but in each section oh see i took a lot of those gen eds in high school so thankfully i i did accidentally take a sociology class that i didn't need which i was kind of upset about it but (laughs) well if you take it with um, I don't know if I can name I drop. sociology. Oh, I, I, oh, at first I thought you said you did, and I was like, well, if you need a sociology teacher, I would recommend my professor because that was a very nice class. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, but. I think I'll take, like, human heredity or something, sign language, if I can get into it, and then I got to figure out something else. Probably another sociology class, to be honest, because, like, uh, sociology of death and dying or something, or... Oh. Very light stuff. <laughs> I'm just eating my Sonic ice. Don't mind me. Oh, he put Sonic. Oh, do you like yeah, buy the bag? Sure do. That's nice. I one of my friends got one of those bags, and then they were like trying to like you know sort of like break it up a little you bit. Just have to drop it. <laughs> and just really have to. I think what we did the first time I ever got it, we smashed it on the counter for like five minutes, and then this time I just literally held it up above me and threw it on the floor. See, and that worked pretty well. <laughs> that's funny because, like, he was banging it on the counter, and then it ended up like breaking open and spilling everywhere. And we were like, "Good move, dude!" <laughs> but I'd be so mad. Sonic Ice is so good. Like, it's just, and like, I don't. I really like the shape of it. I, I know that's like a weird the cubes. Thing. Yeah, because they're like almost like a little rounded too. Like they're just like a good. It's just good ice. I don't know how else to. Or Starbucks it. water. I really don't get Starbucks water. I'll have to try out their water because I do. I'm very picky about my water. When I moved to Lawrence, I had to get a water filter just because I didn't like the taste of their water. But then people complain about Hayes water all the time. But I think just growing up in Hayes, where that was like the only water I drank for 18 years, it just seems normal to me. Colorado tap water. Is that good or bad? So good. Oh, nice. Because it comes from the springs. Oh, that is true. Hey, they cut out the middleman. They go straight to the stories. <laughs> I will have to try Colorado tap water. I went to Colorado. We went to the Rocky Mountains in August, but I don't remember drinking tap water. I think we had mostly water bottles. So next time I'm in Colorado, I will be <laughs> testing out their tap. Well, and it's funny because since the water is so much like cleaner, like whenever I'd go see my ex and I'd stay with them for like a week, my skin had no acne. I'd come back here. And I'd break out. Wow. Interesting. 
that that is that is cool maybe you just have to like import colorado water for your skincare i mean i feel like people put weirder things in their skincare regimen than like drinking colorado water i feel like that's pretty tame compared to like other random things that they're like put like mayonnaise or vaseline or something on your face i feel like i always see like the most random things i'm like there is no way that that is real you wouldn't catch me dead putting vaseline on my face oh man i will admit that i think in like middle school or early high school i did it once because i saw it online and they were like it makes your skin like so much softer or something and well yeah and it was oil <laughs> and like it i feel like it didn't really harm it i don't think it benefited anything but it was just like yeah probably not doing that again yeah and then i was googling it while i had like my face looking like a glazed donut and everywhere <laughs> online was like yeah the thing is it locks in the moisture but it's not actually like doing anything to your skin like it's just sort of creating a barrier and once you wipe it off putting like a film right on top of your skin yeah exactly like it's not actually moisturizing or like absorbing at all it's just there and i was like great (laughs) like i just put vaseline on my face for nothing yeah but i know some people would make them break out but thankfully it didn't cause like horrendous breakouts for me it was just one of those life learning lessons (laughs) did it once never doing it again exactly oh i can say this on here now Ready to hear what I did that was really stupid what? that nobody should ever... Actually, I don't know if I want to say this on here. Because that means Russell's going to hear it. <laughs> and Denzel's going to hear it. So we can cut this and then afterwards we'll talk. See, that's... So one of the guys I matched with on Hinge, <laughs> he tattooed me in his bedroom. Oh, at first I, when you said tattooed me. Oh, that's a yeah, tattoo. Yeah, and then he let me tattoo him. I thought you meant when you tattoo me, I thought you meant, like, your name or, like, your face or something, and I was like, that's a red flag, but nice. Do you talk to him now? Mm-hmm. Okay. We hung out the other day. Okay, cool, because I was like, that is so awkward. It's like, they you just, like, a got a tattoo. Dog. Aw. Her name's Dixie. Cool. So did you, like, plan that, or was it just, like, you were hanging oh, out? Oh, it was totally premeditated. I went over there with the intention of getting a tattoo. Oh, okay. So that that's better, too. So it's like... He was also inebriated when he did it fair enough i mean those are the stories you'll keep with you he was doing it and as he was doing it, he was like yeah, this is so awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh man that is so brave Shout out to matt i could never like even just the idea of getting a tattoo in general scares me but i would never let a random hinge match while that was the second time we hung out yeah i mean i mean good for you like honestly power to you he was like Aww. let's take a selfie <laughs> i was like okay I mean, he did tattoo you. I feel like he deserves at least a selfie. <laughs> He's such a cool dude. I swear to God. Oh, it's 801. Wow. You know we, we didn't, didn't even have, have the musical <laughs> See, the thing is, that's like the good thing about like, we haven't seen each other in a little bit and it's just like little catch-up sessions like this. It is so wonderful. Um, thank you all for listening. We have... Oh my gosh, she said listening and not watching. I know, I'm improving. We're improving, guys. I'll probably forget next week. Um, But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back again next week. As always, have a wonderful night. This has been Alicia Fireherm. And Emma Plank. See ya.